0: Welcome to the INY podcast. Each week we will post the great messages that are preached at our Friday night services. So if you miss it, or you just want to listen back again, this is the place for you. My name's Jonah, by the way, I'm not just some podcast robot to do the intro. But anyways, that's enough from me. Let's get into it. Oh yeah, Oh I'm so privileged to be able to speak to you guys tonight. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Asha. Thank you, God. <laughs> um, are we ready to hear from God tonight? Yes. Awesome. Well, close your eyes. You're going to hear from God now. Dear Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the awesome things you're going to speak to these um, young people tonight, Lord. I just pray that you would speak through me, God. Help me not to tangent too much because I do that a lot. And I just pray that your word would just be so true and so powerful in this house tonight. In your name. Amen. Awesome. So this term we're talking about heirs. How we are the children of God, inheritors of his mighty kingdom. Epic, right? Heirs. We are the heir to the throne, we're the heir to God's throne. In Romans chapter 8, verse 15 to 17, it says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory, but we are If we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. You know, verse 17 stands out to me the most because of how plain it is, because we're his children, we're his heirs. And it's just like, bam, done, I'm in, I'm an heir, I get to be in the kingdom, which is cool, right? So the Bible uses adoption, welcoming us into God's family as a metaphor because of the changes that happen within us when we give our lives completely to God. Isn't that cool? So we become like the new family as Asha talked about a couple of weeks ago, God's family culture. It's a good word. You know, last time we talked about higher thoughts and how we need to change our thoughts to change our lives. Who remembers the Plato brain? Yummy, right? Salty. But what, we th- but what we think and say about ourselves affects how we move forward in our knowledge of being a part of God's family. Who agrees with that? You know, being a part of God's family, accepting we are his children, heir of his, heirs of his kingdom, is something we actually need to do, right? We get accepted, but we need to accept it. Yeah? So that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. Now, I have a story. He likes stories. Awesome. In the beginning of the Bible, there's the Old Testament, and there's a book called Exodus. And in Exodus, there is a man whose story gets told throughout the book, and his name is Moses. He's pretty cool. You know, this story and what happened changed the course of history, and it also showed God's almighty power and promises for his people that have carried from all of those thousands of years ago to now, which is really cool. So Moses' life, I'm going to give you a quick overview so you get his backstory because that's important. So there were the Israelites and they were captured as slaves by the Egyptians because they were like, no, there's too many of them. We need to make them work for us. And they build the Sphinx. Hi, Gabby. Um, now, Moses was an Israelite adopted as a baby into the Egyptian Pharaoh's family after his mother gave him up as they were actually, plan- the king actually ordered for all of the Hebrew boy children, newborn babies to be killed because he didn't want another king. And so the mother was like, okay, go. And then he was adopted into the Egyptian family. But then he ran away from that family because he saw an Egyptian um, person with a whip uh, beating uh, one of his people. And so he killed the Egyptian. Because So he ran away, as anyone would. Um, And he ended up in a place called Midian. And over time, married a woman called Zipporah and had a son called Gershom. Pretty cute. Now, years passed and the king of Egypt died, but the Israelites stayed in slavery and they called out to God continually because they were in slavery and that sucks. And God heard them and knew it was time to act. So God chose Moses, this dude. You know, Moses was freaked out because... God actually came to him. He was just shepherding. Just imagine you're just looking at a bunch of sheep, protecting them. And then there happened to be a burning bush just over there. And that is how God came to Moses. He came a burning bush and Moses was like, what the heck? But he was like, I want to see what this is like. So he went over and he was like, oh my gosh, there's a burning bush. And God actually spoke to Moses through this burning bush, through this phenomenon. Is that how you say it? Thank you. I practiced that. So... Um, in Exodus 3, chapter 3, God talked with Moses about the unfortunate situation, slavery, of the Israelites. But Moses was very unsure about the task that God had proposed upon him, to lead the Israelites out of Egypt and slavery, and, cu- and he actually came up with many excuses. As you were, just looking after my sheep, and then a fire bush speaks to me, and then tells me to take my people out of Egypt. Who would say yes right then and there? laughs. Yes, exactly. See, Moses had the nervous laughter and he came up with many excuses, right? So there are five excuses that Moses actually came up with as we do. If our mom asks us, hey, do this. We're like, no, I can't. I'm playing my game. Hey, do this. No, I can't. I'm sleeping. Hey, do this. No, that's it. (laughs) So the first excuse that he had was a lack of confidence. In Exodus 3:10 it says God said, "So now I'm sending you to the king of Egypt. Go, bring my people the Israelites out of Egypt." But Moses said to God, "I'm not a great man. How can I go to the king and lead the Israelites Israelites out of Egypt?" So that's one. Number 2, He lacked in his knowledge of God. Well, he thought he did. Exodus 3, 13. Moses said to God, when I get to the Israelites, I will say to them, the God of your ancestors sent me to you. What if the people say, what's his name? What would I tell them? (laughs) So that's the second one. Three. He felt intimidated. Exodus 4, 1. Then Moses answered, what if the people of Israel don't believe me or listen to me? What if they say, the Lord did not appear to you? Four. One, two, three, four, worried about his speaking ability, as some of us are sometimes. Exodus 4.10, but Moses said to the Lord, please, Lord, I have never been a skilled speaker. Even now, after talking to you, I cannot speak well. I speak slowly and I can't find the best words. And five, he felt like he wasn't enough. Exodus 4.13 says, Moses Moses, (laughs) Moses, <laughs> sorry, I don't know I said that weird. Moses said, please, Lord, send someone else except me, not me. You know, from this, we can wonder the same thing. Who's ever wondered these five things once in their life? Yeah, we can wonder these same things um, when we talk about being children of God and destined for more. You know, Moses was asking God, why me? And we can also have these thoughts. You know, we can come up, with excuses as to why God can't use us or why we're not enough or why we don't have the right skills or knowledge but God actually says differently because he's a good God and this is what I want to pinpoint tonight you know we're in this season of being teenagers i'm still a teen my age is 18 and Feelings and emotions and hormones and friends and family are all huge aspects in our lives. And self-worth and our self-esteem can fluctuate depending on our circumstances that are around us. Who's experienced that before? Yep, amen. So, what is self-worth? What is self-esteem? I'm going to be saying self-worth slash esteem. It is the confidence in one's own worth and abilities. So, self-respect. The way we think, the way that we talk about ourselves, how we put ourselves on a scale of 1 to 10, how we compare ourselves to other people, it affects every area of our lives and can either make us really strong in our opinion of ourselves in a good way or a bad way, and it can either turn a, um, tear us down, right? You know, God created us with purpose in mind, kind of like coding. Who's ever done this before? Coding. Coding, yes. Awesome. Well, I'm doing a unit in university right now called web design and it's really stressing me out and I, but I've learned lots, (laughs) which is good. So there is this one thing called HTML. Who's ever heard of that before? (laughs) Amen. So HTML is hypertext markup language. It is, oh, you can't see it. It's okay. There's lots of coding stuff right here and that makes what that looks like, okay? Right, right? Who's ever pressed the inspect element thing on a web page and then changed the word to say like bum or something, right? That's what you're changing, the HTML, okay? Now, there's also another thing, oh wait, so it just looks like that, really boring and stuff. But, oh, and yes, and then there's a thing called, wait, don't show the next picture yet. There's a thing called CSS, which is cascading style sheet. Ooh. Um, so that's fun. That just makes all the colors and everything. But HTML is the text, all the headings, the paragraphs, the articles, sections, and language all in one. And this is kind of like our body and our insides and all that, right? It's it, what makes us up. And then the CS. wait, so that's what that is, right? Just makes it up. But then CSS is the colors, the styling, the shapes, the margins, the padding and all that that makes all the spacing really nice. You can press the next one. And that is like our real life looks, our personality, our goals and our sounds and everything like that. And you guys have to appreciate me. I actually coded that just for this and it took me an hour and a half. And (laughs) I just, I should have been doing my assessment. (laughs) But I did that. <laughs> and that has no purpose to me except to bring you guys the word. You know what? That's great. But that is CSS, okay? That's what it does. It makes the blah, the blah, to wow, dots. In there, you have to put, if you want to put it dots around stuff, you have to say border, semi, uh, colon five pixels dotted and then you had to say what color it is and then you had to do a semicolon and then the next thing it's just that's all that to make that anyways so comparing this to God how God makes us. oh oh and then there's a thing called oh wait no sorry wait God makes us so unique and intricate and he has this awesome plan for you to make you work click and then go to another thing which is a crazy other thing and look awesome who would go to that website yeah, me too. Um, but there's a thing called syntax error, right? And that is when there is unfinished coding that kind of messes up the whole site. And it's really bad because if you can't find it, it just makes you hurt. <laughs> it makes you sad. <laughs> and that is what happens, right? <laughs> it's like a really bad meme, okay? Syntax error. Okay, and that is the syntax error can be like the negative thoughts that can blur our view of what God says or wants for us. God's way is the best way. He is the hashtag coding king. I know, I know. Okay, so get real serious here. The hurt that comes into our lives, syntax error, because who knows we can't avoid hurt altogether, amen, can either test our resilience for the better and we become stronger or we can fall apart and spiral down the spiral. You know, it might be things, I'm getting real serious tonight because I want this, I want God to speak to you guys about this so that you can grasp the concept of being God's children. Sorry, that's my heart. Okay, so the hurt might be bullying or cyberbullying. You lose a friend and they move on with a different group. You break up from a relationship. Your parents split up. You have family disagreements. You're moving to a new house, which can actually be really painful for some people. You might be rejected from a job. All these things aren't nice at all and can really affect our perception of ourselves. It can lead to a damaged sense of self-worth. And now I'm going to get real. I just said that. But I want you guys to really think about this and really like take it on board, yeah? Um, wait, not take. don't take this on board, but just think about it because it's about damaged self-worth, so don't take it on board. (laughs) Um, So, damaged self-worth slash syntax error. So, things, characteristics of a damaged self-worth can be one, you are extremely critical of yourself. Two, you can downplay or ignore your positive personality traits. Three, you can judge yourself to be lesser than the people around you. Four, you can use negative words against yourself. Example, ugly, dumb, fat stupid. We've all done it. Five, you can assume that luck is why you achieve things. Six, you can blame yourself instantly instead of being reasonable about things. And seven, you can deny compliments and even love from other people. You know, we can get so far from the truth about ourselves because of these little things that come up in our lives that seek to tear us down, which is the devil. Yeah? So, what are you saying about yourself? I talked to this, to my Connect girls um, earlier. Um, and it just it just kind of, you know, revolutionized the way that I think about myself as well. So I want you guys to think about what are you saying about yourself? One, is it that you're not confident? Do you say that you're not confident? Do you say, oh, I look great today? Simple thought. Do you say that you are not worthy? Do you think that you're not worthy? Do you think that you're ugly hopeless at things? Do you think that you're dumb? Do you think that you're not enough? You know, our words have power. And if we're not careful, we'll fall down a big hole of sadness and misery and ultimately damage our self-worth, which God created so dearly. Yeah. Now I have a testimony, short testimony. In year 11, I went through a short season of depression. Now, the girls that I'd been friends with for years decided to hang out with another group, which was fine, totally fine. But the way that I handled it was not great. And I ended up going down this spiral of hopelessness, of loneliness and despair, and you're not cool enough to be friends with them and blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't seeing my true worth and the truth that God speaks over me. All because of this small friend thing And what I believed about myself. This small thing happened and then all of this blah happened after that. All because of the way that I was thinking about myself and the way that I spoke over myself and the way that I thought about myself, yeah? And I was caught up in my, caught up, caught up. Um, I was caught up in my own situation and could not see past that, that time you know I came out of it speaking God's truth over my life that's the only way I could have come out of it I couldn't have snapped my fingers and bam it's done I had to actually day by day speak out God's truth over my life and what he says about me and what he thinks about me and what he says in the Bible about me and actually come out of that with him instead of all by myself you know God promises to give us life in full abundance John 10 10 In the NCV slash TBT version, I mesh them. It says, A thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. As children of God, He wants us to see that we are worthy, that we are capable, that we are loved, treasured, and chosen as His own. You know, God chose Moses. It wasn't because of, you know, all the things that he'd done. God just chose Moses and he knew. And, you know, God wants us to know that we are loved and capable. And in 1 John chapter three, verse one, in the easy Bible, because I found this on you version, and it's so easy <laughs> to get. That's why they call it the easy version. Anyways, it says, think about how much God the Father loves us. He called us his children. He loves us that much. And we really have become children of God. He calls us his children and he loves us that much. (laughs) Isn't that so easy to understand? (laughs) Um, But, you know, it truly, you know, breaks my heart when I see young people who don't see their full potential with God. Because they're held back by the negative things that keep on popping up. And keep on reminding them of things. And keep on making them feel bad about themselves. All because of the devil and his stupid, stupid lies. But you know what? God has this whole different plan for you. He wants to make you this beautiful website, this beautiful working person who is just so full of him and so, um, you know, cemented in their worth and their knowledge of God and their knowledge of his love. He just wants that for us. You know, even though Moses spoke those things about himself, that he had a lack of confidence, that he couldn't speak well, that no one would listen to him, that he actually went on and he actually freed the Israelites from their slavery. And after many years and many trials, they came to the promised land, flowing with milk and honey, like people say, goodness and good weather and good soil. But it was after God reassured him of his place. Chosen and destined for more. It wasn't just about that situation. It wasn't just about, you know, where he was at the moment. It was where God was taking him. And he wanted to prepare him for where he was taking him. So he needed to cement his self-worth. He needed to cement his self-esteem and give him that reassurance that he is, yeah? So how can we fix this? Because focusing on the blah and then the blah is not fun but we need to recognize it in order to change it, yeah? So, the first thing we need to do is positive self-talk. Yeah. So, tell the person next to you one thing you love about them. Go. Oh, I really like that one. (laughs) He said, you have a really cute face, and they're boys. (laughs) Awesome, great. All right, five, four, three, two, one. You need to... I counted down to one, guys, it's done. <laughs> you, can, you can continue this after the service. All right. So what that person said about you, I hope it was nice. I hope you didn't say something nasty. Um, you need to replace your negative thoughts and your negative things you say about yourself with God's promises and that nice thing that someone said about you. You need to say that about yourself. Positive self-talk. You need to know your worth, and you only know it when you speak it. Because when you speak, your brain gets it. Who learns like that? We all should learn like that, <laughs> because it's helpful. You know, God reassured Moses that I will be with you in Exodus 312. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4 to 5, it says, Brothers and sisters, God loves you, and we know he has chosen you because of the good news we brought to you. Not came not Brought to you. Because the good news we brought to you came not only with words, but with power and with Holy Spirit and with sure knowledge that it is true. Awesome. Number two, ask for help. Ask the person next to you for help. Don't. I'm kidding. Wait, actually do. (laughs) Um, So you need to ask your leaders, your friends, your parents, your mentors, your therapists, your teachers, ask them for help, yeah? Life together, guys, life together is easier. Hence God giving us other people, right? We can be a hermit all we want, but, (laughs) but, Hermits walk around, and there's sure to be other hermits around, yeah? So in Ecclesiastes 4.12, it says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. (laughs) I just thought about that, man. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken, yeah? And three, day by day, nothing happens in a moment. It takes time. Rely upon the Holy Spirit to come into your days and strengthen you because you need to take it day by day because you're going to hurt yourself if you try and do it in one day. You're going to get to the next day and be like, ah, oh, I didn't do it. But you need to constantly remind yourself of Holy Spirit, the people around you, and speak those things over your life because it's not just the destination, it's the journey, right? And in Romans twelve twelve, in the easy Bible, it says... Be happy because you can trust God to do what he says. Be patient when you have troubles. Always continue to pray, yeah? Knowing who we are, that we are chosen, that we are loved, that we are valuable, that we are cared for, that is what God wants us to know. We are his very own children. And we are his heirs and we can walk in that freedom and knowledge because he's given to us. In Luke 12, 20, it says, Don't ever be afraid, dearest friends. Your loving Father joyously gives you His kingdom realm with all of its promises. He gives it joyously. Yeah?